Welcome to Wandering Off, a podcast for all those who wander. Presented by the Vanderbilt University Career Center, in partnership with Student Media at Vanderbilt. I am your host, Jacqueline Grogan, and in this episode, I sit down with Hollywood star of tomorrow, Vanderbilt star of today, Bill Buddy, and we discuss the viability of a film career after college. Welcome, Bill. Let's first start out by getting your name, your affiliation to Vanderbilt, and anything else you'd like to share with us. Okay, great. Yeah, so uh, my name is Bill Buddy. I come from Pretoria, South Africa. Lovely city. Um, My wonderful home. I am a senior here at Vanderbilt, so I'll be graduating in May, and I'm majoring in cinema and media arts as well as political science. So uh, part of the reason, besides the fact that we are friends, that I wanted to have you on, on the podcast was you have really made a household name for yourself at Vanderbilt. <laughs> I, I know. We, we did not talk about me complimenting you uh, in the prelude. But you have, and, and you've made a really positive impact in the community. And I think at, at the very least part of that is your involvement in the cinema and media arts department and the film community on campus as well as in the Nashville community. So I'm wondering if you could talk to this particular facet of your life. All right. Um, Well, firstly, thank you so much. Um, That's very kind of you. Um, I'd say part of what I love about filmmaking is that it's a collaborative art. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make films on a large scale without working with other people. There are parts of it that you might do by yourself, um, the maybe you know getting a screenplay going, etc. But even then, um, it's something where you're constantly lo- looking for feedback from people. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to making the film, you know you've got a whole crew with you. Ideally, um, people are doing sound. You've got someone else doing camera, and when I'm making my films, I specifically, I've collaborated with my good friend Reagan mm-hmm. quite a few times mm-hmm. um, as my cinematographer. And uh, like, she does so much in terms of deciding what the look mm-hmm. of the film looks like. I'm not just using her as like a camera operator, but mm-hmm. she's really the director of photography, directing what, what it looks like. And um, that's just like a specific example, but I love that through that collaboration, um, I'm getting so many different perspectives mm-hmm. that are included in the work, and I think that really enhances the art form. So all that's to say that um, I, lo- I love the collaborative nature of film. Mm-hmm. I love that we get to work with people through it, and I love people. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of why I love movies, because they're made by a group of people for mm-hmm. the masses, Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So I think through that, I've done as much as I can in terms of getting my friends to be on my film shoots sure. mm-hmm. um, where we're working together. We're doing the best we can yeah, absolutely. to make something that is uh, collaborative and hopefully beautiful as well. Sure, sure. I would like to know what about film at Vanderbilt specifically has shaped your professional journey? I was hesitant to even broach this topic out of fear of sounding like I was diminishing our academic department, um, which is not my intention and not how I feel at all. That being said, I think there is a question there worth addressing that many students are faced with, which is, 
I am an art student, do I go with the conservatory education or the liberal arts education? I'm curious if you had the same thought pattern, if you knew that you wanted to do film right from the get-go, um, and what that conversation internally was like. Oh yeah, for sure. So I came into Vanderbilt planning to major in political science. Mm -hmm. I loved movies, but didn't necessarily see that as a career path for me at the sure. time. And that made more sense, I guess, typically looking at mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. Vanderbilt is known for. Sure. Um, it's like your econs, your social sciences, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I took a couple classes in the cinema and media arts department. Mm -hmm. And I actually fell in love with the particular approach that we were taking. I've loved the fact that we're a smaller, more intimate community. Mm -hmm. And it's also one that I feel is ready for um, and encourages making daring, challenging work because we're not a industry focused program. Right. It would be helpful to, at least for me looking into a career, to be doing that type of thing and being more like ready for said experience. But at the same time, you're learning so much more by being on actual sets that yeah. I think in other ways, it's more helpful to be focusing on theory mm -hmm. and um, experimental technique practices sure. and making mistakes in your work yeah. um, in the classroom. So I've loved just being able to take risks, make mistakes. Yeah, of course. One reason that I wanted to talk to you about filmmaking as a viable career path is because you are taking the steps to do that in a lot of different ways, actually. Um, so I'm wondering if you could speak on that. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so there's no bar exam that you need to pass to right. become a filmmaker, um, which to me means that the level of gatekeeping that exists in many other fields is not present for me. Uh, pretty much the moment I make a film with like my iPhone or whatever, mm -hmm. I can pretty much call myself a filmmaker at that point. Right. So um, beyond that, it's not a measure of like reaching specific... Um, tests or le like degree levels or anything like that, but it's just seeking out whichever opportunities that I can. So um, with that, I was part of the Vandy and Hollywood internship program, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of through the career center. Right. And that was an invaluable experience for me, being yeah. able to go to Los Angeles, spend a summer there. I worked two internships that wow. I was able to get through the Vandy and Hollywood internship mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. One of them was with Fremantle Media, which mm -hmm. is a production company that also functions as a small studio. Mm -hmm. um, and they're huge in the live show business. They do American Idol, America's mm -hmm. Got Talent, etc. Yep. And then within recent years, they've been working on scripted content, wow. which is where I was working. So we did American Gods. Um, yeah. I was working at the... Oh, yeah, you're from Neil Gaiman. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah sure. exactly. That's, uh, great show. Yeah. Um, I, I did a lot on season two there. And then I was also working with a management company, Cartel Entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, they put mainly manage screenwriters and directors. And mm -hmm. that was also a great opportunity for me to be doing script coverage, mm -hmm. um, reading just script after script, yeah. learning, getting the chance to like see what some of the tropes are that people fall into. Um, so that was also a wonderful experience for me. Um, so being able to do that over the summer and also have like weekly meetings with Vandy and Hollywood, like meetup events, networking events, that type of thing was wonderful. And then on a personal level, I've kind of about a year ago, I decided that filmmakers, especially independent filmmakers, are sending their films to festivals. Therefore, I should as soon as I can try to get something into a festival to just start getting that experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, 
since about a year ago, every time I finish a film, I've been making sure to submit it somewhere. And I've been targeting specifically festivals that are in the Southeast so that I've got the opportunity to attend festivals. I'm curious about how you would compare these disparate experiences, but more so why you felt both were necessary. So ultimately what I want to be doing is creating my own independent work, mm -hmm. um, making directing feature films sure. and you know sharing that with as many people that I can, yeah. uh, um, as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity to direct my own short films right now, work on those, and have them screened to audiences of people that I don't know, people who are not responding that in a way that, you know, they're not trying to please me mm -hmm. in any way or so. Mm -hmm. um, having that feedback, being able to do Q&As, that's pretty much me just doing right now what I want to be doing yeah. for, you know, my life. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, having a good understanding of what the industry side and the business side of filmmaking is like is so valuable. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, uh, doing script coverage, for instance, mm -hmm. um, I now have a much stronger idea of certain things that production companies are and management companies are looking for when they're busy reviewing your script and deciding whether or not they want to pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, because <laughs> every day I was doing that exact yeah. job. Yeah. So one day when I'm on the other side of that, I'll better know what they would be looking out for. Sure, and I think that that's so true. Even though this industry is very creatively oriented and has a lot of room for artistic expression, it's also still an industry. It's a business, and there needs to be a level of professionalism that's maintained. And sometimes we have to practice professionalism in ways that feel devoid of art, like attending business meetings or networking or things of that nature. What are the first action steps you would recommend to someone who is trying to make the leap from filmmaking as a hobby to filmmaking as a viable career? I'd say reach out to whoever you know that might be working in the film industry, um, whether they're in exa you know, exactly what you want to be doing or not. Um, just anybody that's remotely in the industry. Um, see if you can get coffee, ask a couple questions, learn from them. They might be able to connect you to one or two more people and then continue doing that. And uh, instead of focusing on what is my next internship or job opportunity mm -hmm. I can get, uh, just expand the number of people that you know. And then hopefully mm -hmm. along the line mm -hmm. when they need something, you know, you, they might think of you. Or alternatively, when you are looking to get into different, you know, job opportunity positions, then um, you now have people that you can reach out sure. to. And um, I'd say as well, keep in mind that there are so many jobs in the film industry that we don't typically think of. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll be thinking of, I want to be a writer, yeah. or I want to be a director, mm -hmm. or I want to be a producer. But there are a few people who are saying like, I want to be a gaffer. Yeah, um, key gripper. Or, sure. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you might, by getting said experience and working as a production assistant, have a look at the job the gaffer is doing with the lighting and think, wow, this is actually what I love about filmmaking. It's, you know, seeing the soft lighting or the hard lighting or mm -hmm. whatever the difference is and whatever the um, gaffer is busy working on in that area get an idea for what all the opportunities are that exist out there mm -hmm. and you know be open it's an industry 
uh, where people work in like various different fields and there's no direct path towards most of them. Right, of course. So we're actually at the last question of our interview, something I ask every guest, which is, what is one wild, wacky, crazy, weird, unusual experience that you've had in or related to the workplace? So while I was in LA working on both of those internships, mm-hmm. I was trying to live there for as cheaply as possible. Sure. Um, so I found this artist community called Upstart, which is great and loved living there. Shout out to Upstart. Um, but I could only stay there like from the start of the month until the end of the month because mm-hmm. that's how payment works there. Mm-hmm. So then I found the cheapest place I could find on Airbnb for like my first two weeks that I stayed yeah. there. It ended up being a total scam. Um, it was in no a different way. area from what they posted. Um, yeah. It was like run down. Um, oh, I shared a room with like seven other people there without air conditioning. Um, in L.A. in the summer? In L.A. in the summer. Oh. Until I like finished at Upstart, I had through the three different communities and hostels that I lived in, I shared a room with over 30 different people and had over 100 housemates. Wow. That is truly wild. There are so many levels to that. I don't know how you survived, but it definitely makes for a hilarious story. Thank you so much, Bill, for joining us. You've been great. This has been Wandering Off. Thank you so much to Silas Dean for your intro-outro music. Thank you so much to Vanderbilt Student Media for all of your help and resources. I'm your host, Jacqueline Grogan. Tune in next time for a brand new episode of Wandering Off coming very soon. Until then, work hard, be kind, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much.